Genetics. 1993 was a good year. Why, you might ask. It's because it's the year I was born. And just like that good year, welcome to episode 93 of Three Fans in a Pod. And my god, the wrestling world has been set on fire this week. There is so much to talk about. There's so much to get through. So many good things, so many bad things. Ups and the downs, we're gonna be your guides through it all this week on Three Fans in a Pod. Good job. Thank you. But ladies, before we get into that, you know my first question always and forever will be, what might we be sipping upon with our pinkies out, because we're fancy, this evening? I am drinking a blue moon. I am a queen, and that is all. <laughs> and I'm bowing it. <laughs> and I'm bowing it. And I'm spitting. It's me, Easy E, the sleaziest of G's. Your once reigning, defending, undisputed three fans and pop paper view champion. Perhaps once again. Hmm, probably not. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I'm just drinking a half cut tea from McDonald's because, by doctor recommendations, I'm forced to chill this <laughs> week. At least till tomorrow. You should have smacked the doctor in the face and went, <laughs> the sleeves can't chill. <laughs> I can't chill. I have. They were chill. I have so many sleazy things to do this week. <laughs> I cannot chill this week. Do you see the size of this sleazy checklist? <laughs> I am packed full of sleaze. <laughs> I'm booked solid sleaze for like five days at least <laughs> before oh, I get a break. I would have paid you $5 if I was in the room where she was going to do that. Uh, uh, and it's me, the the killer called Coolest Cat. Sitting at the goddamn table, as always. And guess what? I'm also the champion. I make everyone else look like a chump. You suck. I do not. You say I have a belt. The belt says I don't. No. The belt literally speaks for itself. It means I'm the best. Until that belt says I don't suck on it, you suck. <laughs> the belt doesn't say it. It doesn't. You're right. Until it does, you suck. You suck. Next time you get over and put a piece of table on it, it says I suck. Fuck you, super mean to it. You can't get it. Don't you talk to Close your mouth when you're fucking But scooting right along, Maddox, we have so much wrestling news to go through, so why don't we just go ahead and jump into it? So, uh, first off, because I feel like our next little bit is going to be a quite a long discussion, um, in case you've been sleeping on a rock, NXT TakeOver 25 happens this Saturday, which is pretty strange because typically they always do it. On the weekend of one of the big four pay-per-views. Right. And they're just doing their own thing. Which is pretty fucking cool in my opinion. Um, like, we don't care anymore about you. Right? Like, just give me this. <laughs> Kick me a liberty or give me death. Okay, Patrick. That's right. Yeah. The only six numbers. Uh, six numbers. The only six letters we care about now are NXT and AEW. They don't only have somebody to uh, don't lock this uh, from the no taxation without representation. Hmm. One of them. It was a... Uh, one of them did. Yeah, that was, um... Don't even ask me. Is this... I'm about to Google is it, this God damn it, guys. Now I'm gonna do... It I'm was. Googling. This was unnecessary. <laughs> what did he say, though? He said something. It wasn't John Ogden. No, I think you're right. I don't think it was, but who said that? Well, How did I not New without representation is a slogan originating... During the 1700s, it summarized one of the 27 colonial grievances of American colonists in the 13 colonies, which was one of the major causes of the American Revolution. 
doesn't crit it. Two. John Hampton. Mm. Oh, wait, no. Uh, no taxation without representation in the context of British-American colonial taxation appeared for the first time in the February 1768 London Magazine headline. On page 89 in the printing of Lord Camden's speech on the decla declaratory bill of the sovereignty of Great Britain over the colonies. Sovereignty? Sovereignty. Sovereignty. Whatever. <laughs> I Sovereignty. I know, I was looking at it and I'm like, surely I've heard them. <laughs> it looks familiar. Don't know how to say it. I sound oh, like our, uh, our trivia host. He just kind of, on Tuesday nights, he just kind of, he's like, well, I'm just going to fucking do it for this. He did something. He said something. Well, fanatics, there's a little history lesson to get with this wrestling <laughs> podcast. Oh, but the NXT Tigger with 25 match card is looking pretty fucking stacked. Not gonna lie. Uh, so for the NXT Championship, yeah, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole and Portia, which I'm very excited about. Adam Cole. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, it's gonna be a fucking great match because these two guys. I'll be fine with whoever comes out on top. Right. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, NXT hey, hey, Women's hey, hey. Championship, we have Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai, which I think Baszler might lose this time. Oh. I kind of hope so. You know Asian women are a weakness. She lost to Kyrie Sane. <laughs> Much like my husband, <laughs> Asian women are her weakness. Um, uh, and an interesting... That would be cool to have Io as champ. Yeah, I think so, too. And they did great things with Alaska. They did great things with Io. Yeah. But um, NXT North American Championship, oh. which uh, I haven't been watching NXT. Oh. Uh, we have Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. Breezy Boy's been making quite a splash on NXT. <laughs> Easy. Look at the Breezy. Beautiful. Easy. I'm just happy he's being utilized. Cover Boy, yeah. And for some reason, I like him and Velveteen Dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're both so over the top guys. Yeah. <laughs> the battle of the extra. Really? <laughs> uh, although I feel like. Dream kind of takes the okay. the crown for the yes king of extra. <laughs> that should be like <laughs> he's got a third lens on his glasses for his third eye. I like I feel like that's what they should call this match, like a battle of the extra. <laughs> <laughs> this match is bring out like so extra. Props. Mm -hmm. Like Breeze came out like janitor on the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh my god. Um, for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship, we have Undisputed Era versus Street Profits versus The Forgotten Sons versus Oli Lorcan and Danny Birch. And, um... Was it just because... Because of the, the Viking War Raiders, whatever they are. What are the they, War Raider Viking they? experience. Did, we think, did oh, they, they just, they, they had the to vacate? Is yeah. it settled? Okay. It, what is it settled? Well, like, they were the War Raiders, and then they were the Viking experience, and I feel like they went with Viking Warriors. Are they sticking with the Viking? I feel like they changed it a third time. I honestly feel like it's all ridiculous. I don't know. It's all ridiculous. Viking Raiders. <laughs> So uh, then we have the one Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong, and dare I say, mm, I think they're going for an undisputed sweep. Yeah. Or Roderick will lose, and this will be the Strong Brooke Kids back as a twer. Mm. You mean as a I would rather I would rather Roddy. 
I would rather Rodney win. I prefer the clean sweep, but they've been showing so much friction lately. Mm. And then Roger came back. Oh, well, yeah, then, okay. So, the, the OG bro may tell you. No, It'll be a very good night for any wrestling fan. Make sure you tune in. I believe it starts at 7 p.m. this Saturday. Be there. Watch it. NXT guys deserve it. You yes. can ignore the main roster if you'd like. Do not ignore them. <laughs> I kind of agree with Triple that. H knows what he's doing. He knows his father-in-law is a goddamn lunatic. He's, he's a stable genius. Ah. Oh, there you are, Cena. Okay. I wonder who he got that terminology from. I'm a genius. So, I mean, I, I turned to look at Cena. He was like, oh, he's gone. He's well, for a second there, I thought we looked him behind the bookcase. <laughs> so I, I thought like, maybe. Oh, maybe that's a smart idea. You tell me. No, we're so watching that. They, run out, they start running out of ideas. We don't have our feed. <laughs> Guys, they cut the feed. Um, they don't want to So, Just uh, make Corbin champion. Just do it. Um, so, this weekend, actually, this past Saturday, Double or Nothing happened. It happened, guys. And I believe they are reporting that it had over 100,000 buys. Oh, the paper? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's... I believe is the highest buy for a pay-per-view that's not WWE and maybe WCW. Mm, probably. I mean, like, that's still pretty fucking good, but also, you know, 100,000 buys at 50 bucks a pop, that's cool 5 million just made. Yeah. Like that. And that's just a pay-per-view. Never mind the live ticket sales. Or people yeah, in the market are just streaming it offline or and watching it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying overall, I'm not necessarily talking about income as much as just people act like viewers. Yeah, like, they like probably are yeah. interested in what's going on. Sorry, guys, I couldn't afford $50 paper. Well, yeah. I, I, I pirated it. <laughs> I actually will be doing that, but I haven't watched all of it yet. It's just been like little things. Um, so I have to say, first off, for their official first pay-per-view as AEW, because all in, they weren't AEW. In. Yeah, yeah, it was just the Bucks and Cody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, for their first pay-per-view, going forward with the idea that you will have a TV deal, I have to say this was pretty fucking great. Yeah. Was it without flaws? Absolutely not. Um, for me personally, I there were some issues with commentary, not that it was bad. Yeah. Uh, Kind of tell JR's kind of lost a step, but yeah. he's had some medical problems. So that's and he's old as shit now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about thirty time, years like, ago when he was commentating. It's gonna I be totally different. But I know, like in general, wrestling's all about bringing back like the old guys, the good old yeah. days. Sometimes you always have your legends. Have to realize they're old now. Yeah, like very old. Like extremely I mean, old. Eventually, you're just gonna bring these guys in from the nursing home that literally don't know where you brought them. Yeah. Like, like where yes. am I? Like, and then they're going to say off-color comments. No shit in my tights. So shit. Um, he wasn't bad, though. You could just kind of tell he's lost a step. But he wasn't bad by any means. Um, the masked gentleman Excalibur, if you didn't know, mm. loved that guy. <laughs> I thought he did really good. I was very, very tickled by him on commentary. Um, and I mean, like, there were still a few little hiccups, but um, I'd say probably the two most important matches that happened. I also I think we're gonna talk about the um, the one woman's match, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray, and awesome combo. 
Uh, those women. Like, right now, I just have to say, women's wrestling is doing fantastic. Um, Kylie Ray, who's probably the smallest person in the ring, fucking deadlifts Britt Baker in a suplex, and I was like, my god, lady. Um, and also this featured, featured Nyla Rose, who is a transgender woman, mm-hmm. who did very well. Her and awesome Kong. It sounds like a superhero name. Transgender woman. <laughs> Like Wonder Woman, transgender woman, um, but basically, but big hero. But yeah, all good though. Like eat your balls. Yeah, yeah. Pull up your balls. Get them in a sack and you stuff it. Those balls are bouncing everywhere. Uh, Balls together. Um, I'd like to point out the prettiest talking to the dog. (laughs) (laughs) There's a wow pair of testicles in here. (laughs) (laughs) Get your balls together, sir. Um, but, uh, yeah, speaking of Awesome Kong, um, Mark Maron just posted on Instagram a few minutes ago about the upcoming season of Glow on Netflix, so very excited (laughs) to see her on there again. I'm excited about that. I really am excited yeah. about it. It's and I love him. He's so funny. Oh my God. He's the best. I love him. He's the best. I'm pretty sure show. I just love him. I don't know. Like I it's like I think I might be in love with yeah. you. Yeah. And your personality. Yeah. He's this he's this adorable little angry Jewish mustache man. Right? It's great. Um Yeah, that's very exciting else. too. Uh, but Britt Baker does end up winning, but it was a really yes. awesome women's match. They were they were doing some crazy shit. Um, but probably, in all honesty, my favorite match of the night is ah, I like this is, was a very good match that I was not expecting. I mean, I was expecting, but not be this Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Like I was expecting it to be good, but my. Yeah. God. Well, and the, I think that what really took it over the top, it wasn't. I mean, because there were a couple of spots. That were just wildly missed. So, in a in technical wrestling, like it wasn't the best match, but it was good. But the storytelling, see, that's what I'm saying, was like insane. The fact that just having a good story can put a match that normally would be like meh. Yeah, over that edge, and it's just because it has a good story behind it, because people are invested regardless if you make a few hiccups. But if there's nothing behind a match, you're yeah. gonna notice every single little fucking thing. And then you're like, "Wow, this and is it, just bad." And then you're well, gonna be like, "This is shit." They didn't have their shit together. Otherwise, you're like, "I don't care." And it wasn't great. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> what, what gets me is uh, how long has WWE been in business, and they still just don't fucking get it. Well, I say they still don't get it. They used to get it. They used to get the storytelling. They used to get it the best. That's why they yeah. are who they are. Right. And now they've just fallen from grace in that aspect. Because it's not like AEW just all of a sudden, in a couple of weeks, said, oh, we're going to have brother versus brother. This is going to be cool. And, like, they just had a match and that was it. Yeah. Like, this has been a few months or several months of back and forth, brother versus brother. Our dad was a legend. You know who's the best, and uh, and even little things like when they did their weigh-ins and Dustin wearing a shirt that said Dusty's favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, but uh, but just 
and but it was the storytelling in the ring too. It was the the looks, it was the pauses, it was the tit for tat, it was the you know they both Oh, you hit a crossroads? How about I hit a crossroads? Oh, so good. They both were doing the uh, the slappy thingy. Yes. The slappy thingy. Um which, there was the uh yeah, the uppercut that they were both doing. Oh just all of it. Just mm, so good. Um, and Dustin, man, fifty years old and just fucking killing it. Right? I yeah. also feel like I forgot how long his legs were for some reason. Like yeah. the entire match, I was like, this man has oh. godly long legs. I have, it. <laughs> okay, I have not I forgotten the legs of Dustin. Legs. I honestly feel like he personally, I didn't realize how he's proportioned kind of oddly, in my opinion. A little bit. He's not the guy you think you'd put in a skin tight suit. Right? Like, so the one guy, you're like, I can see all your proportions. You look like a little bit a froggy to me. Like, I, I, look, I see frog. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not. Oh, saying no. it was uh, I'm just saying. Bit up like a frog. But yeah, no, I mean, no, it's kind of a. But if you really look at you, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a little athletic, you might be a frog. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a frog. Just saying. <laughs> frog bod. Hashtag frog bod. Jeff Frog worthy. You might be a frog. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> you stuck yourself right there. Yeah. Uh, oh. Also, Cody's walkout for this. Clearly, uh, clearly a shot at Triple H. Right, and he can buy oh, it. The, the throne and the yeah, the whole the, oh, yeah, the throne. The, 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 the iron cross the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like this is an expensive fuck you. Yeah, and just put your middle finger up to the camera and go fuck you, Trips. Fuck you, Hunter. Break your iron. Fuck you, Paul. Your iron cross throne. Yeah. And then I feel like later he was like, it had nothing to do with Triple H. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, sir. <laughs> oh, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe what you were talking about. Uh, but also there was that the one point where um someone took off the turnbuckle cover. Cody took off the second turnbuckle cover. Dustin like goes into it head first and he's supposed to be cut open and like yeah. totally bladed. But yeah. Nope. How, how else are you going to get that much blood? I don't know if he intended that much blood. I don't think he did. <laughs> that was a shit ton of blood. I think he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, God. Um, but it did. It honestly took the match, I feel like, to the next level. Like, Gigi Clogging got busted open and they just kept going. And I was just like... Yeah. By the time it was over, it was just everybody covered in blood. Not just Dustin, but Cody. Or Cody all was fucking soaked and even... Poor Earl. <laughs> Poor old Earl. Oh. Um. But uh. This is Earl getting kicked out and DDP running down to the stage to get her in like or the stage down the ramp. Throw her over his shoulder. Although when he was leaving, I think he's just used to going straight back on a ramp. He's starting to go back. He started to go back and they had to make like a hard left. When you realize you just, just walk like towards the ground. like, they had. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty badass. The tunnels were a little weird. The, the tunnels were... But the tunnels were, like, reminiscent of, like, old school, like, old WCW <laughs> entrances. And they just came out of a hole somewhere. <laughs> they just popped out. Uh, I'm really never sure from where. No. But so, the end of the match... We ended up getting Cody, pinning Dustin, and we had a few close calls, but finally Cody came out on top, and then uh, 
What is it? Did he hit another crossroads somewhere? Or what was there was something that he did after, and then he left. No, um, they end up hugging. Like he hits a crossroads in the match. Oh, okay, okay. They end up hugging. Oh, that's what was okay. And then uh, oh, they have their moment. Everyone thinks Goldust is gonna Goldust. I always call him Goldust. Yeah, yeah. Goldust me. But um, that Dustin is going to retire. Yeah. He grabs the mic and he's like, uh, you don't get to retire here. And he goes on to say something about, I think the next thing they're going to do, which I think was like Fighter Fest or something like that. Yeah, it's in June, isn't it? I think it's like a benefit thing for to help people with gun violence or something like that. Yeah, shit. Um, I just was looking at that this morning. But anyways, he's supposed to have a match and ends up becoming a tag match, so he's like, I don't need a partner. I need my older brother. I cried tears. <laughs> I need my older brother. I did not cry tears, but I got close. I was like, oh! Oh, I did. As soon as, well, I got choked up, and I was okay until they showed Dustin, and you could, even through the blood and stuff, you could tell. And Cody was still talking, and you could tell that he was, I just lost it. I'm like, I can't do this. It was so touching. Oh, God, it was it so was good. so touching. Yeah. This is good storytelling. This is fantastic storytelling. And I love the video promos they did beforehand, and they talk about how it's like, oh, yeah. not brother versus brother, generation versus generation, which also they revealed in the, not they revealed, I didn't know they had two different mothers. Yeah. Uh, did not know that. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I just never looked at it. And, and I looked at Dev and I went, how many children do you think Dustin Rose has? Yeah, and there's like 17 years between them because Cody's 33 and Dustin's 50. But it's like, um, shit. There was something I was going to bring up about. Like the promos leading up and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. The whole, um... You know, there was this whole metaphor of Cody killing the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. And basically his brother representing the Attitude Era in wrestling. Cody got spanked. You got to see his little buns. Oh, he got to see his little <laughs> buns. Oh, they weren't disappointing buns either. They were cute little buns. What did his belt say? It said, like, Attitude something. and that was Attitude like, killer. Yeah. Yeah, and so he, had a, he came out with a white belt. Which I think kind of was doing a good job of holding his pants up, because after that he seemed like he was kind of struggling to do that. Although I think at one point he did loosen the strings, and that made it easier for Dustin to pull his pants down. But yeah, so he ends up uh, Dustin ends up slinging him into the corner, um, into the turnbuckles, and Cody kind of steps up onto the first turnbuckle, and Dustin just comes up behind, and Cody had just taken his belt off and he was going to use it. But Earl took it away from him. And then Dustin grabbed it and just fucking spanked him like a baby. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was so great. Spanked him like a child. <laughs> that was so great. It was great. Uh, it was like something an older brother would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, I know. Uh, There's all the little spots in it. They're just so good. So good. So fucking good. Um, also not a match, but Bret Hart also does um, end up unveiling the AEW World Championship, which Jack yes. Whitehall introduces, which did not know 
he was a wrestling fan. Apparently, he's a huge <laughs> wrestling fan. And I love Jack yeah. Whitehall. I know he just popped up out of nowhere. Like, like I really, really yeah. Yeah. when you text me though, immediately after you text me that I was looking on Facebook because I follow Jack Whitehall things on there, and there's something about it that like a fan group was like, mm, and I'm like, I just love that. <laughs> Since when? I love the people like DDP were there and Bret Hart. You know, those legends. I just love that they were there and they were part of it. Well, I think because also, I feel like they believe in them. Like, they want them to do what WCW and ECW could never do. Yeah. Fucking (laughs) They're supporting them, supporting the sons of their friend, Bessie Rhodes. You know, just. uh, It was. Oh my god, it was so good. Um, and last but not least, in uh, well, one more match, and I don't even want to talk about it, but this was actually my favorite match on the card, and it was the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, which are Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Hmm. Oh, so good. Saying to watch it, watch it now. Um, so Chris Jericho ends up beating Kenny Omega, and that's not even the most interesting part of this match. <laughs> it's a good match. Go watch it. I'd recommend it. But guess who the fuck pops up? The one and only John Moxley from the crowd. And for a second there I was like, really you heard from the crowd? What is this the shield? Yeah, what are we doing here? I don't wanna say that, but in the back of my mind I was like, shield, shield, shield. But uh and he just goes crazy. He ends up beating up Jericho and the referee, which I was like, oh shit. Um, and then he tries to go after Omega and the layer kind of fights them off. And they brawl. And then, um... And they brawl. So, on the sides of the stage, there's these huge stacks of poker chips, like giant poker chips. And they climb up there, and then he dirty deeds them on top of the poker chips, which I was like, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm so happy this is going on right yes. now in front of that. But I was just like, this stack of poker chips, I was like, this is great for some reason. And then um, he ends up like throwing Omega off and playing through the table, or something that was down there that was pretty. <laughs> something. It kind of like the some kind of surface. Came out, but it seemed like a very soft floor, so I was like, maybe a table and it just broke here, and I can't see it underneath the cloth. Mm. <laughs> That's some that cloth on a really soft floor. I don't know. How cloth? <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of what I thought. It's no one ever sees him again. That may have been a little... He disappears. <laughs> <laughs> disappears in the cloth once a week. It's like in Harry Potter when you go through that. What if they... Oh like my god. Okay. Bear with me. Oh god. <laughs> what if you just took wrestling, put added magic, so shit like that happened? Like <laughs> magicians that also could wrestle. So you have like that shit like, like fell off like, into like a black like cloth or a sheet and just like disappeared and then like turned into a flock of doves. Like can you fucking imagine? Their first I honestly why are we not? The first big right pay-per-view is Magic Mania. Oh my god. <laughs> it breaks itself. You have like David Blaine versus Chris Angel. <laughs> They could, just, they could just be wishing to be wizards, so it'd be like wizard battles. In a uh, wizard battles. In a no no illusions barred match. Yeah. We're being too creative. We're just called wizard battles. <laughs> That's true. Hmm. Pulling rabbits out of like leotards and shit. <laughs> of belts. I don't think, I don't think the world's ready. No. 
I'm ready. <laughs> Fuck the world, but I'm ready. Oh. Oh, Lord. Oh, my. Just that cloth thing got me, man. I was like, it just reminds me of a fucking magic show. Alright. <laughs> but also, this is the last bit of the news I said. There was a lot. There is a lot. Um, so also this week, Ambrose gave his first interview since leaving WWE. And it was on Chris Jericho's podcast. Jericho. <laughs> oh my god. Sometimes I say that to myself. I'm just like, but it's very satisfying. It's weird. <laughs> but I love it. But I love it. But I'm just like, what is this? Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, but the episode is called The Emancipation of John Moxley. And it is fucking interesting. Um... A lot of people are saying that he, he buried WWE and Vince, and he, it's not that he didn't, but I also feel like he was just trying to tell his side of things. Yeah. yeah cause, I think he was trying to be malicious. Like, I feel like he was just trying to be as honest as he possibly could. Well, because usually invented. <laughs> you don't get to hear their side at all until the yeah. weekend, for fear of backlash or, yeah, like, getting fired or... Um, Putting a shitty gimmick or storyline. It's a very kind of dense podcast, if you're very familiar with Dean Ambrose. He just kind of, like, talks about his mental state and stuff like that and how he feels stifled creatively. And there are just a bunch of quotes from it and a lot of... A lot of things that I feel like made sense. Just, like, with the scripts and everything being so overproduced. And it just... Yeah, I mean... I'm, I actually have not uh, listened to it, so I really want to. Oh, it's very good. It's very good. Um, like I was telling uh, Emily earlier that uh, I'm pretty sure it was before he got injured on his podcast at one point. We were just kind of talking about how it seemed like he wasn't really into what he was doing. Yeah. And I think this kind of explained why. Like, it makes certain things kind of make sense. Yeah. At least in me it did. They might listen to that. Just driving around in the morning. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm usually just running late, so I'm like, nah, get in the car, go. <laughs> but you know. But it gave a lot of insight to where he was at. And just his struggle every time he came into work was basically them giving him a script and being like, I don't want to do this. The writer would go and rewrite it and then take a defense. And then Vince would rewrite it back to the original. And I was just like, that sounds like hell. That sounds like his own personal version of hell. Wow. Just like in a loop where that happened. <laughs> and I was just like, why would you even ever say you weren't going to do that if you knew it was always going to come back being like, nope. Let's stick this trying. <laughs> trying to fight me. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. <laughs> it's a little broke. <laughs> Like too much. That's what Vince says as he rewrites it. Oh my god! <laughs> Slides it back to the writer. Well, according to this article that Forbes put out, talking about how a lot of the talent is not just the talent, but you know, some people backstage, creative, and all that, um, are just not happy working there. They were talking about. Somebody, a source who recently dropped uh, some info on PW Torch, the After Raw podcast. These were just some quotes. Um, the most frustrated person in the back every single night is Triple H. Mm. So, yeah. 
Uh, Vince McMahon wants suggestions from everyone, but it never gets on TV. 99 out of the 100 times she can come up with an idea for Vince, and it won't be used. Uh, one writer is very close to quitting because he's so, quote, unbelievably unhappy. And many of the writers are paranoid and think they're close to being fired. It's a toxic atmosphere, and it's all because of one person. Uh, the money is good, and it's a dream job for many writers, but it gets frustrating. The talent is very unhappy, and people are trying to get out of their contracts. Um, and then the last quote was, Shane McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon have tried to talk to Vince, but it hasn't worked. Good God. They're all like, guess. Uh, just to quote this article, WWE has more talent and is making more money than ever. But Vince McMahon, who has been busy, quote, tearing up the raw script the day of the show, is apparently at the center of what's quickly becoming an uncomfortable culture in WWE, which is still the world's number one pro wrestling promotion, but has become a place where many stars no longer want to be. Mm. Damn. Then it goes on talking about how Triple H. Probably going, it sounds like they're imploding. I was going to say, implode if they don't uh, fix it. I feel like Vince needs to step away, which will yeah. not happen until the motherfucker dies. I'm pretty sure. Trey or has an episode where he no longer can. Mm. I mean, that's what that's I feel like the only way. Episode where Vince McMahon had a heart. Heart dick 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 dick. Did you I'm posting a link to that article. But um, I honestly just feel like they're gonna plot to murder him so they can take over the company. I wouldn't put it past him. I can see Stephanie doing it. Oh, he just died. He fell down the stairs. He was feeble. Here's the thing. I don't think WWE is ever going to completely implode. WWE is always going to be WWE, and I feel like it's always going to be as big as it is. Whether, well... Even if it was half as big as it is, I feel like it would still be bigger than everything else. Still be bigger than it should be. Because <laughs> it's goddamn huge. Mm, yeah. That's true. It's outrageous. Like, they have a goddamn monopoly on wrestling. I don't They really do. <laughs> it's the goddamn Roman Empire. Although, someone's got a stab. Caesar. Wondering. <clears throat> That'd be a good whodunit. Is it Stephanie Shane or. Do you think they'll turn that into a storyline? Like it's written in Vince's will, like turn my death into wrestling storyline. <laughs> Here <laughs> it is. Like, and he's got a whole thing written about how it's supposed to go. What do you have to do with his will? And they end up having an intergender match at the next mania between Stephanie and Shane for inheritance and trips and refuse control of the company. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it is. You know, control of the company. Well, he wins money at like. At like what? 50 years old, and he cashes in on Shane's inheritance. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna. One, two, three. <sighs> Mine. I feel like I convinced Vince to do it. You just gotta put me in a room with him. No, no, no. No, it's all about <laughs> timing. When do you wanna die, sir? <laughs> we can blend this. I know we got it. I'm gonna say this time. Before or after WrestleMania. <laughs> but so right now, I just feel like, uh, in general, the wrestling universe is on a. It's on a weird level. Mm-hmm. We might have some competition. I'm, I'm so interested in wrestling right now. There's a page turn happening. It's like a drama unfolding. Oh, yeah. Like, ooh. 
What's gonna happen next? I'm so excited to see them try to go to war. I feel like Dylan's yes. just gonna treat them like they don't exist. But yeah. I'm hoping at the very least, if nothing else comes out of AEW, at least it might encourage WWE to reap. Just take a step back and look at what's going on. Maybe, maybe Vince's like, Blech. why does NXT do so well? Everyone likes NXT. Why does no one like Raw or SmackDown? Triple H is like, okay, she was it. It's probably like, no. I will never listen to you, you piece of shit. You know what? Before I see anyone killing Vince, I see Vince killing everyone else. Yeah. Because he's paranoid. I have brought yeah. you to this mountain today to push you one by one up the cliff. <laughs> You're unworthy. You're unworthy. <laughs> fire! No, he's just going to say you fire. That'd be great. I can do This is a team building exercise. I'll tell you when we get to the top what you've learned. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that got dark, I feel like. I'm so sorry. Well. Do you have Shamrock shit? <laughs> Welcome to my life. So, Ken Shamrock was at uh, StarCast, which happened the day before Double or Nothing out in Vegas at Caesars Palace. And it's basically kind of like a little, I don't know, access or like a little mini con sort of just wrestling, just wrestling people you meet and get autographs and get your picture taken with them. Anyway, so Ken Shamrock tweeted a bunch of pictures of him there with some old friends of his like Booker T and Stevie Ray, uh, Road Warrior Animal, which I thought was really fucking cool, Um, Ron Simmons, Jerry Lawler, Earl Hebner. Uh, Dean Malenko and Kenta Kobashi. Vampiro. Trying to see who else he had listed on here. Um, Haku. And his son, Tama Tonga. Anyway, so apparently he had a really good time and tweeted after. Um. After Double or Nothing, pro wrestling is Sorry. alive and well. <laughs> Bitch! Oh, look, you gave Shame! It made me feel shameful. It was a weird sounding bird, too. <laughs> that also cool made me, It also made me feel shameful. I thought it would be more full, but it was very hollow. Eric. <laughs> Actually, I think this was during the show, but he said pro wrestling is alive and well. I've been seeing packed houses for months since returning to the ring. Now, AW Double or Nothing is trending worldwide. Thank you to all the incredible, passionate, and supportive fans, both past and present. You're the reason for our success. Then he also tweeted, Bret Hart, hashtag AWDON. <laughs> Bret Hart. I guess he was super stoked like the rest of us about <laughs> Bret coming out with that belt. Um, and then he said, honestly, I just took a moment to think, can anyone even comprehend how proud Dusty would be of AEW Double or Nothing? This speaks so much to his legacy, both in and out of the ring. Can almost hear him. With an I told you told you all baby walking with Sapphire tonight. But uh Oh that yeah. is cute. And also, I mean, and not just him, but also all the superstars who are still on the WWE roster, um, tweeting about how great the show was. Some of them very vaguely posting about it, obviously not wanting to Biggie's was my favorite. rock the boat. Yeah, Biggie. What was his again? It was something about being like a... Redacted. Oh, I love Redacted. He's like, 
He said, I love her. I'm proud of, and in parentheses, redacted. I hope redacted does well tonight. And I was just like, He's oh, hilarious. that's amazing. But I think, like, Bailey tweeted about it. Um, I think people are saying Sasha even vaguely tweeted about it. She was like, I love Wilson. Yeah. She's like, what? I'm just licking the camera door. She's hungry. Yeah, I said hungry. She's like, what the fuck, bitch? What'd you say? But it felt like a really historical and groundbreaking moment for wrestling. So I'm very excited to see where wrestling goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The climate is right. Yeah. It's right. The landscape, <laughs> the landscape is changing. <coughs> so, yeah. Steven and Raw Dog. Oh, God. Now she's dead. Oh, no. So, she ends up moving up with the, the WWE Heavyweight Championship, Cody Kingston. You know, he kind of starts going off. He's like, come on, Mark Lesnar, cash in. Woohoo! Like, I'm a defending champion. So get your ass out of here so I can defend this championship. And then he actually gets interrupted by the one and only Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Mr. Becky Lynch. <laughs> Mr. The Man? Mr. The Man. Uh, but, I mean, they end up having a thing, but they don't get anywhere too fast, because... In the... In the, uh... Like a spirit of interruptions. <laughs> Why not have another one? Right, 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 right. Guess what you win? Interruption. Guess what we get? We get a fucking Brock party. I did like the t-shirt. I can't <laughs> lie. I like the t-shirt. <laughs> I was like, I'd buy that shit. <laughs> John and I talked about how horrible it would have been if, like, Paul he- Heyman was an Asian man. And they were having him say Brock party. <laughs> oh, oh my god. How terrible it would be. Fortunately, he's not, so... I mean, not that there would be anything wrong with him being Asian. I'm just saying. Fortunately for him, he was not having to say Brock Party as an Asian. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So, anyway, we get money in the boombox. I dig it. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you shouldn't have won that match, but I can't say I'm too upset. I mean, I'm upset still. There's a reason I don't win this. I just think he's a fucking dick. I'm done with him. I like all the clips that have just been, like, of him dancing and, like, jamming out to his Money in the Boombox with different songs added to it, like Brass Monkey that we watched last week. The Brass Monkey one we That's my favorite so far. I feel like the timing of the song for some reason is so great with this. And just him being like, the motioning's right. Seems like I saw one with the Take on me, but uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Uh, anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Brock and Heyman do come out. Oh, this bro. Heyman's like he has a full year to cash in. Mhm. I have a whole year. Because they're both like challenge me, and they smacks Paul Heyman with the contract. And he's like, what do you mean I have a year? <laughs> like. I'm pretty sure you've been cashed in on. Yeah. Like, you don't know. You know how this works. It's <laughs> below him. He doesn't need to know how it works. He just needs to be there. Uh, like, I was a little confused about that. I was like, did we think about this, guys? Did we think? Did we think? 
Mm. Oh yeah, so Bronx Boombox was playing both uh, Kofi's and Seth's entrance music. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, quote. that as well. That's oh my true. god. And um, Seth was just like, "This shit's stupid." Yeah, you can see it on his face. Like you're just like, yeah. He couldn't even. He's like, I can't even play along. So bye. And he <laughs> gets out of the ring and just fucking walks into the back. Um. And then I guess Kofi was leaving too, and we get Dolph Ziggler. Guess who jumps out of the shadows? Who the fuck? Just stay in the shadows, Dolph. Just stay in the shadows. Coming. Um, but he jumps. <laughs> but he jumps Kofi from behind and hits him with a zigzag. Um, zigzag. But uh, guess who comes out and makes the save? Xavier, a boy. The king of the upper yes, and the down down. Boy. It's your boy, X. Um, but he and Zibbles went at it until um, Kofi got back on his feet, made it a two yeah, one Yeah, actually get him all the way backstage and then bring him back out. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. What a journey. <laughs> what a journey this has been. And then basically Ziggles gets on the back again, puts a promo, rehashing everything that he said the week before, and putting over a match between him and Kofi at the Super Showdown in Jeddah, country not to be named. <laughs> redacted. <laughs> in country redacted. In redacted. We all know where Jeddah is, okay? If we don't, no, like, we can Google I don't it. think... Like, it's just because you don't... Mm, I don't even care about it at all. But, uh, another thing... So done. That I... I feel like Dolph Ziggler's promos are so weird right now. He's weird right now. Because I feel like he's just like, I just you're my favorite champion. I'm so proud of you. This should have been mine. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm so confused. That should it have been you? Yeah. He's like, everything you're getting shouldn't be me. I'm like, are you sure about that? So give me a couple of reasons Get in line. Why. Get in line. All right. Like, this would be better it, if it, were- I deserve it. Because... Reasons, reasons. You guys know. You guys know. <laughs> like, I, don't know. I feel like they should be doing the storyline for Ali, since like he took his spot in the elimination chamber match, and mm-hmm. then all of this. It happened. would actually be yeah, a why are they plot, doing though, that? Katie. And we don't do that here at WWE. The point sinking up making sense. Yeah, We're things don't. <laughs> no, we get it. This thing came out of nowhere. It's just like, oh yeah, being done. This should have been mine. I had they some time to think about it, and I really think I deserve this. You don't deserve shit. Well, I think, Don, I've, I've decided that this, this should be mine. I've decided that I I've mean, been working hard this whole time for it. I yeah. deserve it. <laughs> exactly. Hold yeah. up. Wait a minute. This makes no sense. Maybe this is his punchline. <laughs> just mind, mind bottled for this. I just am confused. Uh, but so, after <laughs> all of that, because seeing that happen, Jesus. While we're swirling down the hole into the depths Let's of the toilet. Let's spiral a little further, shall we? Let's, oh. let's throw the Usos in there. Okay. But before that, um, there was also a thing posted today on WWE, or the other day, where Stephanie McMahon um, was just basically kind of like, what Brock Lesnar did to deface the money in the brief money in the bank briefcase is horrible and he'll be reprimanded and they should tell us when he cashes in and stuff like that. And then so Paul 
ends up revealing on Instagram today in a video that uh, Brock will be cashing in Monday at Raw. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Basically, like, well, had some time between the hours of 8 and 11. You can say that. Eastern time. Brock Lesnar is appropriate. I was like, this is so weird. It is. It literally just made such a big deal to learn that it was a year you've got when you should know that already. And then now you're going to cash in the next Monday and you're like, I'll do it now. I'll never see it come. <laughs> yeah, especially when your advocate tweets of whatever. Um, but I guess the Usos had a block party backstage. Tarpe backstage area. All those jobbers having a time of their lives. Probably got freaky. They were like, Hell yeah. the revival. I'm sure usually they don't get to partake. Oh, no. <laughs> They're not allowed to do Vince anything. Vince has a sign. Professional talent jobbers not looking. Get out. <laughs> but uh, I guess the revival showed up. And the revival's nooses played Cornhole. <laughs> and I love how... First of all, these Cornhole boards are like three feet apart. Yeah. Which is very... Not regulation. That is not regulation. Yeah. It's like 26 feet or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. We just eyeball it. <laughs> that looks about right. That looks far enough away to make this a challenge. I stand next to one and I toss it in wherever the general area where that lands it's where the other one goes. I gotta be able to make it. <laughs> I gotta be able to make it. Even, I gotta get close. Um, but yeah, Revival cheated. And they won... The cornhole. The cornhole. Uh. Nobody wins the cornhole in WWE. Everyone gets the cornhole. <laughs> you get cornholed. Yeah. You get um, the, this is so weird because at one point, like, uh, you says, like, who invited you? And then Tamina's there out of nowhere. Like, where have you been? And now you're here. Even her and Naomi have a moment, like, they're going to get ready and be like, what? And they hug. And they're like, oh, family. Uh, and this the, is a family reunion backstage. Uh, and the revival shows, and that's when they're like, Who invited you? And Andy's like, I did. You guys need to make amends. <laughs> and I was like, What? But why? But why are we doing why? And that's when I started playing cornhole, and I'm like, After aggressively holding chips. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. Like a bowl of chips. Vince, is just, run, like, get Vince is just writing all the stuff on his own now. He actually has fired the creative stuff. There is no creative. He creative is creative. Staff. It's yeah. just Vince Me in a bathtub at late at night. <laughs> Too many to have in a way. He has a typewriter. I would imagine him to write a film typewriter. It's just a beautiful dick. So Shane makes an appearance. Shane makes an appearance and then he leaves. I don't know. I think I'd fallen asleep at this point, so. I mean, it's just Shane McMahon doing what Shane McMahon did. Mm, the best in the world. Um, it was a long video package of Triple H and Randy Orton. They've actually shown it a couple of times, I think. But it's this whole, like, when Randy Orton got started in WWE and then, you know, uh, evolution and all that. Batista and Ric Flair. The betrayal. The, the betrayal. The look. 
the acting in that. Oh, God. It's so 90s. 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Early 2000s, I guess. Um, so there was that. Shane McMahon comes back out. This time with Drew McIntyre in tow. Captain Promo and Roman Reigns. Challenge anyone from the fam, from the Samoan dynasty, to challenge him. From the fam. He calls everyone out. Yeah, but who do we get? The Roman's cousin, Lance. (laughs) I don't know. Lance. (laughs) Lance, Lance, underpants. Um, Bell rang. Drew just immediately takes Lance to task, and... Um, and then basically they were like, oh, the match didn't start. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So they rang the bell again, because Shane can kind of do whatever he wants. Uh, Shane then won, quote-unquote, won the match. Oh, Jesus. Uh, by submission. And this is where, like, uh, he had the microphone, and he's in the submission move still, and he was just talking shit, but he's yeah. all out of breath, and you're like... Yeah, but did he get him in a... Figure four? What did he have? I think it was a figure four. Okay. I think I may have been awake for part of this. I think I may have <laughs> awoken and then decided it was shit and went back to sleep. I don't know. But, like, uh, the kid taps out and then McMahon just, like, berates him over the microphone while he's still a submission. It's yeah. just like, this is sad, you're weak, your family sucks. <laughs> and then Roman, like, many minutes later comes out and makes the save. I'm like, what's what's the point? What now? are you doing? I didn't finish my game of cornhole in the back <laughs> at the family reunion. How was that? <laughs> is it weird that I can see it? Like, I know. Yeah. Like, I feel like they probably all actually played cornhole that night. It was probably a time. <laughs> he was like, to me, this terrible. I couldn't let her take that turn. No. She's bad. I was a big dog. This is my yard. You all are, you all are playing cornhole in my yard. <laughs> this is my yard. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Reigns comes up with the save. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman walk back out to the ring because that's a, everything is just weird tonight. And uh, they come yeah, back out. I said this earlier. Where, um, but Lesnar, Paul Heyman reveals to him that he has a year to cash in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was actually that part. Um, I forgot that it came out twice. Well, that's what happens. You don't, it's like, <laughs> you think you remember. It um, all runs together. Yeah. So then they leave. AJ was announced for the main event. Oh, excuse me. But then unannounced himself due to injury. Um, Baron Corbin is slated to replace him. Blame. And the Baron Fucking Corbin attacks him. Best man in the garden later. Ruining the championship. Everything just ruining has. everything. Oh, sorry, bro. Um, yeah, anyway, Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross face off against the Iconics. Um, apparently there's a slip-up with the graphics. Um, the graphics showed that the Iconics is the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions instead of WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, Lynch pinned Peyton Royce after a rock bottom after the match. Lacey Evans picked up and did her normal 
Dodge, don't dab, dodge. Ha ho. It's me. Mm, right. Mm, yes, you. But um, people are calling, they actually had a different name for it that I read, but um, the basic sort of rock bottom that you did, they're yeah. saying it might be your new finisher, and I was like, don't. Just stick with what you know. Like, not that this armor wouldn't be a finisher, but that way she would have something that's not a submission. A submission? I'm like, I love your idea, but not that. Yeah. But how about we don't do that? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if... Is it Kevin Owens that's doing the stunner now? Yeah. Oh, man. See, they should have... Becky should have taken that on. Earlier, he does a great stunner, though. He does. I'm not going to lie, I really dig it. Um, anyway, there's a number one can. Oh, wait, uh, sorry, I'm jumping Vicky ahead. Vicky Lynch ends up, uh, getting hit a weird time they do. Uh, Ricochet and Cesaro? Yeah, um, so. Still not sure how I feel about Cesaro's new theme. Well, I don't hate it, but my guess. It's the music. Like, I like the coloring, the lighting, and the walkout. For some reason, the music's just not quite. It for me. I feel like it'll grow on me because the ambulance sirens before drove me fucking crazy. Or police sirens. Either way. (laughs) Yeah, the sirens drove me nuts before. But they grew on me and I got to wear it. Like one of Pavlov's dogs. Whenever (laughs) I would hear the sirens, I'm like, yay! It's the sirens! But Rick Shane's up getting the win with a sort of a Clever turnabout into a Veronica, which I honestly thought he fucking dropped Cesaro on his head there for a second. You killed him! You like, killed when you watch the playback, you see that he doesn't land on his head, but it was awfully close. And I was like, Ugh. whoa. Ugh. Scary. But, uh, curious as to what's going on with Ricochet. Um, speaking of what we were talking about earlier with the news about a lot of the WWE locker apparently not being happy. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a lot of the NXT guys are afraid to go to the main roster now because of what's happening with Ricochet. Oh, well, yeah. And I'm like, why is this your first example? Like, don't get me wrong, I love Ricochet's being booked terribly, although I like him as Let's go all the way back to, can we go back to Ty Dillinger? But yeah, like, there are so many examples, like, that's the one that you're like, what? Yeah. This is happening? Have you seen Robert Fruit? <laughs> oh my god. Have you seen any of you that the mustached motherfucker? Alistair and, I don't know. Alistair sitting in black smoky rooms. Actually, I feel like I haven't seen him sit in black smoky room for a while. Yeah. Who knows? Ooh. Give the man yeah. a room. But, uh, I don't know. Speaking of what the hell's going on, Rey Mysterio will be on next week's Raw to relinquish his U.S. championship uh, due to injury. I don't know. will be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I sure bet he, he will. Like he needed to make that known. Guys, what's, what's Ray's son's I'll name again? Dominic. Dominic. I think he started with a D. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised not once he hasn't been like, he'll call me Pappy. <laughs> you just say Poppy or Pappy. Pappy. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever John and I talk about like women who call their boyfriend's daddy and all that stuff which is her husband say he's like I just want you to call me pappy <laughs> like fucking gross so we went to Walmart last night to pick up a few things and I've always wanted one of those weighted blankets 
Oh, yes. Yeah, but they, they're, like, stupid expensive. Yep. Walmart has a 12-pound, it's a small, like, more like a throw size blanket. It's a 12-pound blanket for, like, $49.99. Anyway, he bought me one. He was like, oh, you haven't felt great lately. Maybe this will make you feel better. And so I put it on me. I got home, like, I unwrapped it. I was laying under it, and it's just like, it's like a blanket is hugging you. And I just looked at him, and I was like, thank you, Patty. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, yeah, girl. <laughs> oh, Lord. It just all feels so wrong. <laughs> but so right, because that blanket's cozy as fuck. This is the best. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on from that little nugget of knowledge. Uh, <laughs> where was the number one contender chip? Contender match. Contender chips. <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> Next to potato and banana. Contender <laughs> chips. Championship. <laughs> Makes me feel like that. The announcers always say those. Like, it's for the Raw Women's Championship. And I'm like, is that like a chocolate chip? Here's a championship cookie. <laughs> it seems like some New Day shit. We just have a giant cookie in the middle of the belt. <laughs> yes. That's going to be their new thing. Um, and videos and pancakes. I'm going to have cookies. Cookies. But so this match was a bunch of bullshit, so... <laughs> So this man was a bunch of bullshit. Well, that's what happens when you put... Yeah. So oh. basically what this was supposed to be was, you know, a good old portal four wave. Four and then four all of a sudden... And this was the match that AJ was supposed to be in, right? Yeah. 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 Also, this was supposed to be like an elimination thing. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, you get pinned, you're out. Like, they literally said that. And... Apparently not. So, this match keeps going longer and longer, and when I was watching this, I was like, there's no way there hasn't been a single elimination yet, and, I mean, they did say this, they did say this, but, uh, there's no way there hasn't been an elimination yet, this match's already gone so long, and so, Baron, or not Baron, uh, Braun and Bobby end up going off backstage to do God knows what. <laughs> to go to God knows what. <laughs> But because of that, apparently that's why Corbin wins this match, because he pins The Miz, which should just mean The Miz is eliminated, but since all the other competitors and Bobby over. left, <laughs> like... Guys, next time, stay in the fucking ring. Well, it's not even like they got counted out, it's just because they were like, they left. Oh. I know, but then look what happened. <laughs> They're like, oh, you just win. Like, did anyone even try to go find them? Like... <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know. I thought in, like, uh, any sort of portal four-way that you couldn't get counted out. It's in... Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that doesn't... Rules. Rules that are there rule are doesn't no apply. Rules. <laughs> I, I make these rules up as I go. <laughs> okay, Vince. So, <laughs> I love how this is worded. This was an interesting thing. Sami Zayn. I just want to quote this directly. Sami Zayn was a guest on the electric chair which for some reason is an actual electric chair in the middle of the ring that you sit in while fans ask you questions. And Corey Graves, I guess, is the host? Yeah. That guy. Whatever. Uh, sorry, starting off on a positive note. <laughs> positive oh. Um, Sami Zayn insulted the fans and name-dropped AEW, which... I, I, I should have bricked there. I heard oh, he I got in scary. some super trouble for I have but... conflicting reports. Really? Some people are saying that it was scripted. Some people are saying that it was... Mm. Mm-hmm. All those dirt sheets, man, got real. 
to go back and watch it on Hulu again. See if they've redacted. Redacted it. <laughs> redacted. But, uh, I'm being we were joking about it being an actual electric chair, though, because we were like, especially after you said AEW, because we were like, oh, no, that's what is that fucked up? It's dies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Must have malfunctioned. Must have malfunctioned. But, uh, oh, my God, I seriously, seriously almost should have break. Like, this was a crazy AEW weekend, and I was just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And part of me, part of me thinks Sammy... Didn't tell him he was going to say it another time. He was like, I don't think anyone has the balls. Ooh. But anyways, uh, uh, Seth Rollins ends up running out into the ring and basically is like, get out of here, Sammy. Oh, he has a brain. No, I'm sure. <laughs> shoot, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Like not at the Apollo. Right. <laughs> the clown. You're done. This led to a match in which Seth Rollins actually ends up defeating Sammy Zayn. Um, I will not lie though, this was a pretty good match. Sammy and Seth both did good. This was probably the best part of Raw. Yeah. Well, good that it was the last part of it. Right. And, and it ended <laughs> on a high. I was just glad to see it go. Right. Oh, thank God. So <laughs> oh, this is a lot. That was wonderful. Ooh. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> but, uh, it's like I was talking to a customer today about the awards night tomorrow night for their little league baseball. <laughs> like their whole league and she was like I don't know if I'm more excited because it's awards night or because that means it's over I was like shit I guess you're Just over this season yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm more excited because Seth won or because the show was over after three hours of, of torture <laughs> I just, I don't know, just, I feel so underwhelmed by this after having watched Double or Nothing. And I know they haven't had an actual weekly TV show yet, yeah. but just the buzz around it, like, I just... I can't wait. It, oh, my... Mm. <laughs> 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 I think another reason why it seems so appetizing is because you literally get to see, like, the first episode. You get to see where it's Oh, starts. from the beginning, right. yeah, and see stories start and develop. I mean... Well, and because I think we're actually going to get to see stories start, have the good start, and develop and have a full story arc, and then have the culmination and an end. <laughs> Instead of what WWE is so fond of doing and starting a story and then it fizzling out nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden well, this person's in a feud with somebody else, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they're like, well, that didn't work next. No, that's not how you do that. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. just an instant feud just because, like... Oops. Why not? Like, all of a sudden... You two, are you ready like, to wrestle? Go out there. Show them what you got. But I feel like Vince is like, you know how women are crazy. <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a feud with Mandy Rose and Naomi over one of the Usos, because women fight over men all the time. Sammy's so, I mean, so like, maybe fight. we shouldn't do that. And then and Vince Triple like, H is like... We're, we're gonna, gonna do it. He's ready to tell already. And then Triple, yeah, and then Triple H is like, Vince, it's 2019. Like, maybe we should give it, like, a better story, like, it's about talent, and it's about pride, and no, women be tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be crazy. No, and we're gonna get a hotel room set up, and she's going to try to fuck him. We can't do that. Fuck. <laughs> try to fuck him. <laughs> Pictures, then, I want to see your titties. Hey, hey, remember in 99? Oh, God. She was like, please, no. 
no, God, no. Oh, God. Uh, should we, uh, should we go ahead and just smack it down and fuck it up? It's already fucked up. Let's just smack it down. <laughs> oh, Lord, so KO ends up, uh, opening the smackdown with promo, because why not? And, um, basically just being like, I have nothing to do with Big E re-injuring his knee. With uh, me, I didn't do it. You got a little whodunit going on. So don't call me a responsible that man. I did not hurt his knee. It's it's the knuckle, knuckle point. point. The Bill Clinton knuckle point. I did not. Why are you knuckle pointing? Is this too much? Like yeah, it's the finger's too aggressive. Not like you're stern, but you're not like. Mm-hmm. You're just like I'm pretty sure I didn't, but I did. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> I might. I might have had sexual intercourse. I got <laughs> knuckle beat. Does a cigar <laughs> count? This <laughs> I got this many knuckles. I counter as a half. <laughs> Think about my what fingers. Half is grizzly. My fingers are short, but they're chubby. <laughs> Sausage links. <laughs> Going off script. Excuse me. Where am I? <laughs> Shit. Sorry. I'm known for my finger girth. <laughs> Please. Oh God. Oh. President. <laughs> Bill. Bill back. That's what I'm going for. Um, Kofi, Kofi ends up going up. They have a match. Oh, yeah, we're talking about wrestling. <laughs> he ends up reversing a uh, pop up power bomb into a trouble in paradise and gets Yeah. Also, I don't know if you've been what, looking at any of these video clips and stuff from him going back to Ghana for the oh, first yeah. time in 26 years. I think since 1993. And his welcome, like when he got on like his welcome at the airport was just great. Like he got like a hero's welcome, he draped the flag around his shoulders and it was really cool. And seeing the video, I forget who tweeted it, which wrestling news outlet, <coughs> excuse me, but somebody had uh, posted this video of him talking about like, how excited he is to be back in Ghana. But apparently it's only for four days. Oh, that sucks. But Give him a week. I know, Give right? him a little bit of time. But I guess there's going to be a whole thing about it. Like, yeah, they're making the, a documentary. Yeah. Like that. I just keep imagining that, like, the president of Ghana doesn't, isn't a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is this? When he hands him the building. <laughs> Thank you. What am I going to do with this? Yeah. And Thank you. Thanks. Like, if you're not a wrestling fan, getting a wrestling belt, I feel like it's going to be very weird. Like, yeah. just like... Although I feel like... I feel like he's aware. Somebody made him aware. Well, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told him, like, yeah, he's a wrestling champion or whatever, but it's just like... Oh. So he gives you a wrestling belt, you're not wrestling, you're just like... Thank okay. you, I'll just put this over here <laughs> for now. Yeah, like... I'll store that in the place. <laughs> I'll put it on the shelf of things. Guys, I feel like if it was one of us, we would have been like, Woo! And like, put it all right there. Like, start elbowing people. And just like, I'm trying to. Elbows are out. Kind of on the table. Um. So we So we get our truth running backstage from Drake Maverick the 24-7 title. I wish Drake Maverick would quit chasing this 24-7 title. He does not need it. He needs to have nothing to do with it. He's I'm sorry. Great. It drives me nuts. He's he like going home little... and like, put on his big boy pants. I'm done with him. He's like, 
If you cut one of the puppets loose from Team America World Police. Oh my god, yes. He's the proportions. He's, yeah. I'm a, I'm a corporate puppet. <laughs> Basically. It's just this whole 24-7 belt thing is... I just want I Shamrock to come back and take it. I think it's like the worst idea they've ever come up with, obviously. But I just don't think it's kind of like... Why, though? Like, you're not really like... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's going to come to it. I don't know. The only reason I like it right now is because of Arch Reef. And he's yeah. entertaining and I can watch him do comedy all day. Yeah. yeah. But for anyone else to be involved is comical. He would do that whole video. Oh, the ultimate road, yeah, the parody. Oh, that was great. Yeah, uh, he can do a lot with this. Yeah. But like, almost anyone else isn't going to be able to do shit. Yeah. No. It's just a bad idea, and that belt looks hideous. It's terrible. It, it is really gross. It is. That is the worst part to me, is that the belt is not appealing. If the belt were appealing, I'd be like, yes. Yeah. But nobody wants it, really. Like when it because it's shiny and beautiful. Stupid looking. I could have done a way better job designing it. Just saying. Hi. Um. So, the new Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, which, you know, he's just Rowan, I guess. Yeah. Actually, um, got on the mic. He doesn't need a first name, whereas typically he <laughs> just likes to take the last name's away. Yeah. This time he took the first name. Nope. He's like, Jesus out there renaming people. Nope, nope, like that. Nope. Can you do that? His name's Paul now. His name's Paul. But, uh, they talk about saving the tag team division and also saving the planet. Heavy machinery and all their pollution come out and challenge them. Uh, to a tag title match. And then he's like, but not in Oklahoma, because this is the worst place. Mm. That's what he we deserve more than this fucking place. <laughs> I love, like, oh. classic heel moves. Like, they always have to talk shit about the town and stuff yeah. like that. Like, so Elias does it so well. Like, he gets song. actual heat like, <laughs> Yeah. It's, but I love it. Like, he's, he's probably the master of doing that, like, talking yeah. shit to the town. Like, yeah. you guys are stupid. <laughs> But much better than yeah. that. Your town sucks. Uh, also, just love heavy machinery. I love Otis, man. Uh, uh, Mandy Rose defeated Carmella. Carmella. Pinning over the roll up after Sonya Deville distracted Carmella on apron, of course. Is this the one where she had the magazine of herself in the ring? Probably, yeah, because that just came out. She kept pointing and she was like, you've been on the cover of a magazine? Carmella was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, did you see Carmella's tweet? Like, Mandy Rose had tweeted, I think it tagged Carmella. Like, it was a picture of her holding the magazine, and Carmella was like, oh, you got on the cover of a magazine. Well, I was the first Miss Money in the Bank, and I was the second Miss Money in the Bank, and I was, like, she just ran down her list of accomplishments in WWE, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Good for you, though, getting on the cover of that magazine. Two thumbs way up. Two thumbs way the fuck up. Bitch, please. So, in continuation of this 24-7 title uh, cartoon that we have going, our It's truth. like a British cartoon where everyone's chasing no. like, 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 like,
but Truth ends up escaping into a photo booth. Uh, different members of 205 Live, Matt Harvey, and some other people weren't running by. And R-Truth ran into Drake Maverick before escaping. Ooh. With his tattoo. Sorry. So, we end up getting a match later. But first, Elias and Drew McIntyre joined Shane McMahon for Shane McMahon Appreciation Night. I would just God, can't just... stand that pompous piece of fucking human filth. <laughs> just a filthy sack. Just a filthy, Second. filthy sack. A sweaty sack. Sweaty, filthy, dirty sack. Yeah. I just penis. That's Corbin. That's Corbin. Penis. Um. Yeah, let's just not even get into that. So the, there's a 24/7 title match between R Truth and Drake Maverick, in which R Truth retains his 24/7 title. But then, but lies <laughs> came out and defeated R Truth. Well, he came out with Drew McIntyre and Shane. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, Shane McMahon announced that R-Truth would be teaming with Roman Reigns against McIntyre and Elias (coughs) later in the evening. Um, But also they were suspending the 24-7 rule until after the evening. Right. Which is a shame, because that could have made things really fun. What if Roman got it? (laughs) You know what? Sure. I don't even care who gets this fucking belt. Unless it's Drake Maverick. I don't want it. I don't, I don't want it. Don't want it. Just take him up to a very tall building like King Kong and toss him off. <laughs> Tiny little baby man. You <laughs> <laughs> just want to drop kick him. Put him off of a bridge. Yeah. Uh, then we get a match between Bailey and Lacey Evans and which yeah. was a pretty fucking decent match. I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm thinking daily lately. Yeah. She has a new intensity about her. Yeah. She feels a little more invigorated and doesn't seem... You don't have to be as huggy as they make you out to be. She puts some fire behind that side ponytail. Right. I'm fine. Whatever. Um, But Bailey ends up winning, but after the match, Flair... Actually, actually, Texas. You know what? Which has? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it... Yeah. The blonde versus blonde. Oh. Which I'm so curious about this. Like I didn't know that was mm-hmm. how they're gonna go a different way. Yeah, I thought they were gonna have like bit. a Barbie sisterhood or something. I don't know. Sorority, if you will. We're starting oh, a sorority. That's their tag team, the sorority. Oh lord. They start a stable. <laughs> the sorority. They just recruit they all the blondies. <laughs> Mandy Rose. <laughs> I don't know who else. Dana Brooke. I guess technically she's a blonde. I'm not sure what color her hair is right now. That's hilarious. Uh, so Roman Reigns and R-Truth end up defeating Drew McIntyre and Elias, with Reigns pinning Elias after dropping him with a spur. A spur. And then afterwards, since the main event's over, he's like, R-Truth, hey, you son of a bitch. <laughs> R-Truth's like, oh, about that 24-7 title? I'll take that back now, thank you. Yeah, excuse me. That'll be mine. And that was the end of SmackDown and Raw. <laughs> like, and what fun. a better way to end SmackDown with R-Truth getting his belt back. At least he got it back, honestly. Yeah. Okay, I don't care. I hope he keeps it the whole time. I, 
Let's do it. I just feel like it'd be a joke for all time. <laughs> this week, this week for WWE has just been a mess. Cuckoo bananas. It's kind of if you look at it now on an inward sort of thing. I feel like they are moving. They don't know what's going on. And it seems very chaotic now. Just yeah. like through both shows, everything just seems all out of place and out mm-hmm. of whack and out of sorts, and nothing really kind of makes sense. No. Like it vaguely makes sense. Like you can kind of connect some dots to be like, I think I understand. <laughs> uh, it's I just know. all over the place. And like you don't even really showcase your tag team champions, but yet you have enough time to have a 24 7 belt. Mm hmm. I'm just so confused. I'm so confused. Yeah. There, there were... There, the only thing that excited me about this 24-7 title was the, just the even hint of a prospect of Ken Shamrock <laughs> taking <laughs> it. Like, yes. Otherwise, they have enough fucking belts. And like you said, they don't, they don't give these titles enough defenses and enough... Well, enough screen time, like, for matches. Top yeah. Four title defenses, is what I'm saying. I, I just... I mean, it's like when Shinsuke had the U.S. championship. He just and he wasn't on TV that was for, like, two months. months. I almost forgot. Yeah. I, yeah, I kept forgetting who had the U.S. title. I kept forgetting there was a U.S. title, which is bad. Uh, yeah, there's another title out there. And, like, when Asuka had the... Was it the SmackDown Women's Championship? Mm-hmm. And they did fuck all with her, too. It's like... They just, like... If they don't think they have anything to do with them, they're just like, well, we'll just leave them. They're good. It's like, no, no. That's not that's the whole title on someone without a plan going forward. That's right? the whole point like, That should having... be the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of putting a bell on, or, you know, title is be like, okay, we have a direction, we want to go with you. Yeah. You would say. Well, that's the point of having the title not. in existence in the first place, is that it's something... To be vied for, and it's something to be defended, and it's something to be challenged. You know, the, the championship should be challenged for it. A lot of this yeah, stuff. Like when they kept doing those open challenges for a few weeks, I was like, "All right, like good, <laughs> yeah, let's get some just some fucking rando from backstage, some some you know C roster dude come out and just challenging for this intercontinental title. Why not? Fucking win it or something like, crazy like that. Yeah, yeah." Why not? Like, after a while, the person doing open challenges all the time, so like, months on the road, just have some random person like that and be like... Well, and it's like they went through the trouble of doing this whole fucking Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins thing and putting belts on them, and then what? I feel like you've seen them, like, twice or three times since me. In the background, in backstage promos and shit. They're not even doing anything. You thought it would be more of a thing altogether. With, like, ending a losing streak and everything, you thought the whole thing may would have been elevated, and now they're like, no. Yeah. We said our piece. No. You can't do this. We won yeah. now, so now we're not going to be on TV, so you can't take it away from us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just what it seems like. So it's not going to come back. It's not the 24-7 title. Somebody's not going to come up and take it for me. Uh, it's no. just... <laughs> so these are our counts. Thank you. It's got I've always lived. Yeah. Pretty... And my mom's so attacking on the inside of my name on it. Oh, that's nice. Just, <laughs> just make some new titles. 24-7. How about the 365 title? I don't know. If they did like a 24-7, 365. 
titled, like, I would just love at one point for them to, on Christmas morning, whoever has the bonus kids, <laughs> and someone just pops out of a Christmas present and, like, pins it and takes them out. <laughs> and then, uh, on New Year's Eve, when the, in, like, in Times Square, when the apple hits, you know, and it's the new year, and Ar- and uh, Randy Orton just comes in the arcade with some money. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Arkelly, and I was like, where? And Arkelly comes out of nowhere. Arkelly out of nowhere. Arkelly out of nowhere. And that's how you were. Ah, you say that trivia? Works. Sorry. Our trivia team's name this season. It's a uh, this trivia is harder than Arkelly at a middle school dance. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. That, that, yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, good times. Yeah. Well, ladies. Well, that all? Have we gotten through everything? Zip, zap, zoobity, bop. <laughs> I think that's our cue to sign off. Zip, 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 zip. Zip, 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 no sugar bear tribute. So fanatics, please feel free to always follow us, darling ladies, on all of our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Search at Three Fans Pod. You will see big gold belt, microphone side plates. You'll like it. You'll love it. You'll want some more of it. So you should probably just click the follow button. And. And the place where you can find all these wonderful wrestling, raving, rambling rambles. Ramples. <laughs> rambles. Where you can find us. Give me creepy ramble stiltskins. <laughs> rambles. You can always listen to us on SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. Spotify and iTunes. Again, just search three bands in a pod. You will see the big gold belt. You will see the microphone side plates. Give us a like. Uh, give us a share on your social media. Uh, follow the page, obviously, so you can get updates when we put out new episodes. But also, like the tracks. Leave us some comments. Show us some love. And if you really like what you hear and you're just feeling ever so generous, if you think our tracks are fire. Hot fire. <laughs> lit AF, if you will. It's lit. Um, please visit our Patreon page. Feeling very patronly. Patreonic? <laughs> yeah. Um, all you gotta do is go to patreon.com forward slash com. All over case. And we have different reward tiers. So you should check them out. Some of them are pretty cool. I know, maybe. Maybe we'll give you your own wrestling gimmick. All you gotta do is give us a donation. We appreciate it. We put in a lot of hard work to this, and we'd like to do even more. We want to do more for you. We want to do more. And more than just your Like a bunch of hookers, the more you pay, (laughs) the the more you get. get. (laughs) We live you longer time. (laughs) We live you longer time. And as always, Fanatics, if you have any comments, questions, concerns... Anything, topics, uh, other things, please send nudes. Do not send nudes. <laughs> do not. That was a joke. Don't do it. We don't want it. We will report you. We'll post it back on Instagram. 
Yeah, that will do that before we ever think of you. We will fucking blast you. But uh, as long as they're not new, please feel free to email us at threefansompod, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Fanatics? Feel great. I'm having a heart attack. I'm a peacock. Gotta let me fly. We up, fanatics. Stay flashy. Motherfuckers! We up. You wanna fuck on me?